You might have heard about the boys' soccer team from Thailand. Quite a story. Twelve boys, uh, around uh, 12 years old each, and their coach were trapped deep within a cave that flooded after they had entered. Tragically, a, a Thai Navy SEAL uh, died delivering supplies to the trapped team. The 12 boys and their coach spent over two weeks underground. Then, in a complex and dangerous rescue operation, they were safely pulled from the cave. It was an amazing story about the deep desire to preserve and save human life. And I understand that for at least one of those boys who was in such serious uh, of a health condition, he had to be carried by the divers. They had to embrace him to keep him warm enough as he passed through the cold, dark waters. And to get out, all of them had to pass through those waters. And the dark, narrow sections with jagged edges that were filled with water. In the book of Isaiah, God says to us, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Those words from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, were the theme for our Rolling River Rampage Vacation Bible School, which we held last week here at Spry Church. At our picnic and carnival today from uh, 12 to 2, I'll be going down a river of some sort uh, as kids get to shower me with water and who knows what else. Think of the image of a rolling river. Water has remarkable power. Water has power to shape rocks. Recently, we took a family trip to Indian Echo Caverns. What a place. The rocks in that cave are still being formed and shaped by water. The, the guide said they're living rocks, we like to call them. They're still being shaped. And it's the power of water that shapes them, even just drops of water. There's power in only a small amount of water over time. Certainly there's also power in a rolling river. A rolling river is an image that God uses in the book of Amos in the Bible. Let justice roll on like a river. Righteousness like a never failing stream. This morning we start a series called Justice on God's Terms. You know God is the one who gets to define what justice is, and God cares a lot about justice, as we'll see. This series is about the book of Amos and its message uh, for us today. The, the name Amos is perhaps best associated with cookies because of the famous Amos cookie brand. Have you heard of it? The brand was started by a man named Wally Amos in 1975, no relation to the prophet Amos. Uh, the book of Amos has nothing to do with cookies, unfortunately. Uh, 
so I'm sorry to disappoint you. But we will have plenty of food, including cookies, at our uh, picnic with the carnival to follow, and I hope you'll join us. In all seriousness, the prophet uh, Amos lived about a thousand years ago, quite a long time ago. And yet, God has a message for us from the book of Amos. This ancient message speaks just as powerfully to us today as it spoke to God's people, the Israelites, in their own time. In our church-wide reading plan, we start the book of Amos today. I invite you to participate in this reading plan. A, a number of you have told me that, that you are, are doing that and you found that it's really deepened your faith. And there may be others who haven't yet started or who started but then sort of stopped. And this would be a great time for you either to start or to restart this church-wide reading plan. It will take you through the entire Bible. Reading the whole Bible is one of the most rewarding things you can ever do. Yes, it will raise questions. It raises questions for me. But unfailingly, as we turn to God and listen to his word in the scriptures, we can grow closer uh, to God, grow deeper in our understanding. The daily readings for this plan are listed uh, in your bulletin each week as well as on our church website. And you can also sign up for the daily emails uh, with readings, teaching, and prayers, or download the free app at BibleInOneYear.org, and that website is also listed uh, on your, in your bulletin this morning. Our series uh, on the book of Amos will help us learn more about how God wants our lives and our society to be ordered rightly, marked by justice and righteousness. As a learning aid, we have a card for you. Will the ushers please come forward now? May I have one more volunteer? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is the ninth card uh, for in our series, in our, uh, the year-long reading and preaching plan called Explore the Bible uh, 2018. Uh, the aim of Explore the Bible 2018 is to give each of us a deeper understanding of the power of God's Word for our lives today. For each series, we're handing out a scripture card uh, with a memory verse on it, and the first card is attached to a ring, so then you can add the others to that ring as we go along throughout the, the calendar year. If you need the series one card and ring or the cards for any of the other uh, series, you can pick up whatever you need at the Welcome Center after worship this morning. Uh, collect all 15 cards and use them to help you keep God's word in your heart. The passage uh, for this series comes from uh, Amos uh, chapter 5, uh, verse uh, 24. And I see we've actually got the wrong verse number there printed on the card. Our mistake, my mistake. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, but it is printed there, the words at least are correct, <laughs> on the back of your card. And uh, I'd like you to join me now in reading these words um, aloud together. Let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. 
I encourage you to learn these words by heart uh, this week. Take them into your heart. Ponder their meaning. Pray over them. And let them be to you a reminder of the kind of society God wants for us and invites us to help build uh, one where justice proceeds like a rolling river and righteousness like a never flowing an ever flowing stream what does that mean justice rolling on uh, like a river it means that the things that are happening are good and right they are in keeping with what God wants uh, for us not just individually but together and what God wants not just for his people but for the wider world the things that are happening are good and right the problem was that unfortunately that wasn't the case uh, during the time of Amos so God called Amos to be his prophet or spokesperson and uh, to declare the word of the Lord at that time Hatred and oppression flourished. Ironically, their growth was fueled by religion. The very force that should have been a guard against hatred and oppression had become co-opted, had become part of the problem. People, in other words, who claimed to be committed to the Lord were actually denying God by their actions. But they weren't fooling God were his prophets. The biblical prophets sniffed out uh, injustice, especially injustice that was dressed up in religious garb. You know, that, the kind of things the, the pastor wears up front, you know, that religious garb. Got to be careful, especially those of us in some sort of leadership position. And whenever there's a hint of hypocrisy, of just a show, just pretending, we might think we're getting away with it. We're not fooling God. And God, over the years, has raised up these spokespersons, the prophets, to call his people to account, to speak the truth. And they could sniff out this hypocrisy from a mile away. Prophets saw through it, especially hypocrisy that assumed a religious Pose. They weren't impressed by position or power or authority or titles, uh, the kind of things that get so much attention in our world today. The prophets listened to God and tested human language and action against what they heard. Among these prophets, Amos towers as defender of the downtrodden poor and accuser of the powerful rich who use God's name to legitimize their sin. Their practice of their religion had become perverted into something self-serving. It wasn't any longer about serving God or serving others. It was about serving themselves. And that ended up making the people worse instead of better and separating them from God's ways instead of leading the people in them. If we're not careful, the same kind of forces could end up doing the same thing to us, too. The message of Amos calls for justice, 
as the indispensable expression of faithfulness to God. You want to be faithful to God? Do justice. Pursue what is right and good, not just what's convenient. Jesus certainly knew this. He reserved his harshest criticism for those who claimed to be close to God, but were actually just putting on a show while doing harm to others instead of serving them. Life with God isn't just about our personal piety. God also cares about how we treat others. He cares deeply about those who are often overlooked, uh, put down, or made to feel small. The things done in secret, the things uh, we or others do and then try to cover up, they're no secret to God. When in our greed, prophets come before people, God knows and he is not pleased. That's not how it should be. When decisions are made that bring harm to children, God is not okay with that. He sees those who are taken advantage of by others. That's not what he intends. If we truly know and follow the Lord, then we learn more and more to care about the things God cares about. Amos says, seek good, not evil, that you may live. Then the Lord God Almighty will be with you just as you say he is. And he goes on, despise evil, love good, maintain justice in the courts. At that time, even the Israelites, God's people, were mistreating the needy. Amos tells us, they trample on the heads of the poor as on the dust of the ground and deny justice to the oppressed. The whole system was rigged. The poor weren't even given a chance. And the religious people were propping this system up and happy to benefit from it personally. And God says, that's not right. That's not what I want. In fact, Amos passes on some strong words from God. This is what God says through Amos. And before I, I repeat them, I, I want to say, I, I don't know if I can think of stronger, harsher words in the entire Bible coming from the mouth of God. Here's what God says through Amos to his people taking advantage of others. I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me offerings, I will not accept them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. That's the context for today's reading. As God says, but let justice roll on like a river. Righteousness like a never-failing stream. The people needed a reminder that God's care and concern extend to the poor and the hurting, those who are victims of an unjust society. They needed a reminder that God calls us to overcome our complacency and do our part to reach out to those in need and help make right what is wrong in our society. If we're not doing that, then our offerings to God are a stench to him. 
And the music we make in worship is just noise. And God says, away with the noise of your songs. I won't listen to your music, but let justice roll on like a river. Righteousness like a never-failing stream. It's as if God is saying, you don't get it. You think you're pleasing me? Quite the contrary. You want to please me? Treat others with justice. Pursue what is good and right and true. Amos challenges us to look beyond our own comfort, uh, to work for what is good and right, and to share the love of God with those around us. As a church, uh, we reach out to our community and wider world in, in many ways. You are a generous and compassionate people. And your compassion that you show, it honors God. It advances his kingdom. Today we have a special opportunity uh, to extend God's love tangibly to a group of people, a vulnerable group of people I know God cares deeply about, children in need. Our summer missions offering will be combined with the VBS offering to support the shoe that grows. In impoverished countries, soil transmitted diseases cause illness and suffering for many children who are forced to go without shoes. Many of the children who don't have shoes therefore are not allowed to attend school. So this one issue affects their health, their education, and their future. I think about the needless suffering of these children, and it's heartbreaking to think so many of them are not able even to have a shot at reaching their potential. Why? Because the force is completely out of their control, and they're the victims, and they suffer, and their families suffer as a result. I'm confident that's not what God wants. God wants these children to flourish, not suffer. We can be part of God's work to make that happen. Our goal is to provide 100 pairs of shoes for children in need. Each pair costs $15 and will expand as the child grows. Each pair of shoes expands five sizes and will last up to five years. A portion of our offering today and any designated gifts marked summer missions offering will support uh, this cause. The VBS uh, offering collected each night will add to our total. Let's pair up with the kids from our church and our community to make a difference. As I greeted people at the door uh, each night of VBS, I watched as the children came in carrying their gifts for the offering. And, and many of them came in with smiles on their faces and they had you know, coins in their hands or bills, change to change the world. And I was just so proud of them. <laughs> it's a great way for us as a church to teach kids the importance of generosity from a young age. And they responded above and beyond 
any expectations Lori and I had. Uh, you'll hear more about that later. But they have given our VBS kids, kids from our church, kids from the wider community, they've given so generously. And along with our giving today, I'm confident that we'll be able to exceed our goal by far. The kids themselves, in their giving alone, very nearly met the goal. <laughs> add to that our gifts, and add to that this. One person, a couple weeks ago, when we were promoting this offering and this need, came up to me quietly, humbly, after worship, and he said, he said, Ken, I'd like to... I'd like to give a special gift to this offering. I said, wonderful. He said, if you all meet the goal, I'll match it. I said, really? <laughs> I, I was amazed. I mean, all I could say was, thank you. Thank you so much. And, and he said to me, thinking about these kids, I'm just so glad I can help. He said, praise God that I can help. And if my giving makes a difference, I'm honored and I'm thankful. You know, your giving matters, not just for special offerings like this. Your giving to God, it matters it, because it's about lives being impacted. It's about the love of God being shared in tangible ways. Your giving blesses others and enriches their lives. It feels good to know that, doesn't it? And it's okay to say yes. It feels good to know that. We, we don't give, of course, to make ourselves feel good. That's not why we give. We give because God commands and invites us to do that and because it, it's the right thing to do. But it does feel good to do good. I heard someone put it this way. We don't go to church to meet our needs. We are the church to meet the needs of others. When I first understood that difference, it changed the, the course of my life. It changed how I viewed the purpose of the church. And that insight can transform our relationship with God and how we relate to others as well. We don't go to church to meet our needs. We are the church to meet the needs of others. Or as God says to us in our scripture reading for today, let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Lord, thank you that you care about every part of our lives and every part of our society and our world because this is your world and we belong to you. Help us to care about what you care about and to do our part to build your kingdom of justice and righteousness. We pray in Jesus' name and as he taught us, now we pray together. Our Father.